When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey traders, my name is Akil Stokes. I am host of the Trading Coach Podcast. I am also a professional currency trader and a trading coach over at tier1trading.com. In today's episode, I wanna to talk to you about the difference between talent and effort. And I see this in both trading and in coaching, as far as a coaching track and field, where you know, when asked with the question, would you rather invest in the person with more talent or the person with more effort? Typically, it's one with the most effort that wins out. And in today's episode, I want to share with you an article that I read about Cristiano Ronaldo. So women, relax. <laughs> um, and a friend of his that was supposedly better than him that none of you guys have probably heard of. And it's a long article. I'm not going to read you the whole thing. And I apologize in advance if I if I mess up the pronunciations or whatnot. I can I can barely speak the English language, whatever that is. Um, and I'll give my take on it at the end. Um, but it's a, it's a report from Bleacher Report. Uh, I'll see if I can. I'll put the link in the show notes. So underneath uh, underneath the deal here. But it says before Ronaldo was a household name, the world's most famous footballer <coughs> soccer player was just Ronnie. A scrawny kid on Sporting CP who got teased relentlessly for his uh, by his teammates for driving the Ferrari. Now, driving the Ferrari doesn't sound like uh, what you think it would mean. The Ferrari was actually a punishment, right? Ronaldo was often late um, to classes and whatnot. And because of that, he basically had to take out all of the trash. So they would call that the Ferrari and his teammates would tease him because he was the one that was pushing it each and every day. He told them, uh, he being Ronaldo said, you can laugh as much as you want, but one day I'll be driving a Ferrari and you're all going to be staring at me. Now, Ronnie didn't have many allies in that dressing room. He wasn't ideal considering he couldn't push the Ferrari by himself. Luckily, Fabio was an exception, and this is his friend. Like Ronaldo, Fabio was an extremely talented young player, to some an even brighter prospect. He was an all-around forward with strong physical presence and a great finishing ability. He had so much strength, um, it was difficult for anyone to stop him one-on-one. -on -one. Really impressive, a sporting coach says. He was definitely one of our biggest hopes when he was around 15. You could say it was him plus 10 others on the pitch. 
The two friends were heading in the same direction when Ronaldo scored his debut, scored in his debut for Portugal in a U15, an under 15 friendly against South Africa in 2001. Fabio was there celebrating the goal right with him. It seemed destiny back then that the two would one day star for Portugal at the senior level uh, and that Fabio would be the forward partner Ronaldo so dearly missed in this year's World Cup in Russia. Instead, Fabio ended up with a slow-paced life in Algrave, a man who makes a living working with shellfish never to be bothered by the paparazzi or fans. His friends, meanwhile, uh, friend, meanwhile, Ronaldo became the greatest footballer in the world. At some point, destiny set them on different paths. Fabio was a crazy player, the sporting CP coach says, laughing. Um, like we say in Portugal, he did much crap on the pitch, but he didn't mean any harm. He was a more image, he was a lot more immature and had not gone through everything Ronaldo did. As a player, though, Fabio was steps ahead of Ronaldo, although the main thing, uh, the desire to be the best, was possibly not there. That made the difference for Ronaldo. So um, Ronaldo gets a lot of, uh, you know, he takes a lot of hit because whenever you're in a spotlight, you, you get a lot of hit for being, you know, cocky and blah, blah, blah. And he is, and deservedly, right? He's the best football player, uh, arguably the, the most famous athlete in the world. I think you deserve to be a little bit, you know, cocky, arrogant, whatever you want to call it. Um, but if there's one thing that, y if you ask the players that have played with him, if you ever read any interviews about Ronaldo, um, he's a workhorse. He is the most driven person out there. You may not see it in the games all the time and when, he, when he's pouting and whatnot, but at practice, he, he's, he gives full out effort. He works extremely hard. And, and I think you have to respect that. And this is what his coach is saying um, from way back. The thing is, uh, he his mindset was that he wanted to be the best. Um, however, the coach added that uh, Fabio's attitude off the pitch was a concern from early on. He was one of those kids who defied the rules. Sometimes he did not have the right behavior, could not avoid conflict, seemed to think he was above our codes. So what went wrong for the man once rated higher than Ronaldo? Well, from the neck up was the main difference between them, their coach says. When Ronaldo arrived, he was already an athlete. We could find him doing press-ups and sit-ups in the dorm and lifting weights in the gym at 1 a.m. He has never stopped working and became a complete footballer. Fabio, on the other hand, may have outshined him for the moment. He was a very, he was a very strong young kid. He had muscles. He was taller, but he did not have the same attitude, and that was crucial. When they were 13, perhaps 14, he was one of the tallest kids of our age, uh, this was uh, coming from a quote from was a, a former player who was a forward as well. And he was kind of talking about how he just joined the club at the wrong time. He was stuck between, between these two great players. So he had a great perspective of kind of seeing the battle between them. Uh, when we were 13 or perhaps 14, he was one of the tallest kids of our age, uh, referring to Fabio. He was faster. His legs were much stronger. He had matured earlier than the other others and naturally excelled in the games. After a while, however, the rest of the team leveled out and the pure talents, not just those based on physical advantages, started to stand out. He should have had a different attitude taken his, in his career. Seriously. Um, seriously. Had a normal social life. Um, do, 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 I'm trying to skim through this thing. Um, his focus was definitely not on training. So there's a lot of 
on and off the pitch issues that this guy had. While Ronaldo was ambitious, Fabio concluded he was already too talented and did not need to work on improving himself. He has always been a very good person, meant well, but he was surrounded by bad company. He enjoyed going out at night. The so-called crap ended up getting lost. I believed in him. I gave him multiple chances. However, he did not train like the others. He would later realize he wasted his potential. And um, it's interesting how you can see two players of the same level. And if anything, you can say the guy Fabio, his, Ronaldo's friend, was of a higher level, go in completely different directions. And again, it, it goes back to what I mentioned earlier. Um, great talent that doesn't work at it isn't as good as maybe lesser talent that has a much higher work ethic. And we see the exact same thing in trading, right? Trading is very difficult. And I've had the luxury of working with traders uh, from over 100 countries worldwide. I've had a luxury of working with probably tens of thousands, if not 100,000 traders. Um, actually, no, no, not more than 100,000. <laughs> much more than 100,000 traders in my in my career. And I've seen people come through my course of all different types of levels. I've seen people that just get it, right? People that just have that brain, they have that feel, they see it, they get it, it comes naturally to them. I've seen people like that come through and just absolutely fail because they don't have the mindset. They think that, well, I'm so good at analyzing the charts. I'm so good at building strategy that I don't need to work on the stuff that really matters. Trading psychology, right? If you, you've been a listener to this podcast, if you've been a listener to anything we've preached at Tier 1 Trading over the years, you know that trading psychology is key. Matter of fact, if you listen to any professional trader out there, they will tell you that is the most important part. That is the biggest thing that separates successful from struggling traders is trading psychology. And I've seen people that have come through with all the talent in the world, amazing, right? I don't consider myself the best trader, but they have an eye to see stuff that I can't even see, create stuff that I couldn't even think of. Yet, they're so arrogant that they refuse to work on what really matters, the trading psychology. And if you've been involved in the market for any time, you know that a good strategy is worthless if you can't consistently execute it in the market. There's just no point. If you sabotage yourself, if you trip over your own feet, you could be the fastest person in the world, but someone's gonna get to the finish line before you. So I've worked with traders like that. I've also worked with the exact opposite, right? I like to say that anybody can be a professional trader, um, that you don't have to be the smartest person. In fact, I just had a conversation, I'm not sure if it was a podcast or not, um, about how typically those who are, are more intelligent, more smart, um, more smart, you can tell I'm not one of those intelligent people, those who are more intelligent typically struggle more at trading. Um, but you do have to have a certain level of intelligence, right? You can't have someone that is dumb as bricks and, and be a successful trader. You have to have some bit of intelligence to get it. And I've seen people that are barely keeping their head above water, right? They're right at that minimum, right? If you say, hey, uh, what's two plus two? And they're like, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, one, two, four, right? You see people like that, it's like, okay, it shouldn't have taken that long. I've seen people like that who seem like they have no business attempting to trade, I've seen people like that go on to be massively successful 
because they just work harder than everyone else. I'm one of those people. Now, I'm, 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 not, I'm not that dumb, right? I'm, I think I'm a smart person. I'm intelligent, but I'm not super, super, super smart. I just had a, a, a very hard work ethic. And when you combine that with a moderate amount of intelligence, that's when success is born. And it's always amazing to see those people that, that come in at you know, what you would, I guess, a lower level than the brainiacs, the, the, the super confident people. And it takes those people at a lower level, it may take them a little bit more time, right? The, the person that is super smart, they may get it in a week, right? They just, they just they get it right away. Where the person that's a little bit less, right? Maybe it takes them uh, you know, a year, a couple years. But success is a marathon. Trading is a marathon. Becoming successful is a marathon. And it doesn't really matter how fast you, you get out the gates, right? What matters is where you're at at the end of the race, and you'll see those people that work harder. It may take them some more time, but they will slowly pass those people that are sabotaging themselves. Because the people that are sabotaging themselves, they get stuck in that Mark Douglas area, right? Which he called the boomer busters. If you haven't heard that reference before, Mark Douglas, right? May he rest in peace. Trading in his own is a great book. In that book, he wrote out three different levels of traders. You have your, your pyramid of traders. You have your successful traders on the top which is maybe 10%. You have your completely failing traders, the ones that fail right away, right? Your 90, 90, 90 traders at the very bottom, that's maybe 40%. And then you have, or 40 to 50%, then you have your, your, your 30 to 40% in the middle that are your boomer busters. Those are the ones that are having trouble getting over that obstacle, meaning they're good, but not good enough to make any real profit, to show any real consistency in their trading. They're not bad enough, however, to blow their account. So they kind of stay in the middle and just waste time. And I think that's the worst position you can be in. And the people that are overconfident that don't work, right? Maybe they start off at the top of that boomer buster area, but they just stay there. While the other ones slowly work their way up, slowly work their way past them to becoming independent, consistently profitable traders. And I say this to my track team all the time, right? I just had a girl that graduate graduated and I had a girl that... um that just came in, it was very similar. And, and I, I try to I use these examples. Every once in a while, we get athletes in that just, they don't look like athletes, right? We get some studs in, right? We've had girls before where it's like, boom, six pack, legs are, legs are jacked, um, just extremely fast. We've had guys that come in and just looked apart, right? You just, you can pick them out. They're walking down. You're like, oh, that's him. That is him, right? We get those stud athletes from time to time. But every once in a while, we get an athlete where it's like, are you... Should you really be running track? Are you sure this is for you? And you can just tell by the way they move that man, like they're not, they're not gonna be that stud. And my message to them is always this. I said, hey, obviously, obviously you see him over there, right? That's a stud athlete. And you're looking at him, I know, I see you. You're looking at him and you're like, you know what? Uh, coach, I don't think I'm like him. And you start getting depressed. You have a different path. He may find success right away. Now, if he doesn't work hard for it, he's going to stay in the same level. So don't you worry about him. For you, it's going to be a longer pro uh, process. You have to spend this entire first year, right, just getting strong. First year, we just put him in the weight room. You spend this entire first year re uh, changing those habits, working on proper running form, getting in the weight room, and getting strong. Your times aren't going to get better. You're going to feel bad. You're going to feel slow, blah, blah, blah. 
That's the path it's going to be. But you have to transform your body and change those habits first and foremost before you can do anything. And you'll see those type of people, right? Those are like your walk-ons. They'll, they'll commit to it. They're like, okay, coach, I just want to be a part of the team. I'll do whatever you say. And they go through the entire year and it's like, man, they're making no progress. They're not doing anything. They're slower than they were coming in. What gives? And they always think about quitting. I should quit. I'm not getting better. We have a conversation every year. I got to talk people out of quitting. But then at one point, maybe it's the next year, maybe it's the year after that, something just pops. And all of the hard work that they've put in in the beginning starts to pay off. And now the work ethic that they had to get better, that's combined with a new transformed skill set, a new transformed body, right? They, they move the right way. They're strong enough to move the right way. And they still have the same work ethic as they did before. They're still hungry. They're so hungry because nothing has been given to them. Everything is earned and they know that. They're pissed off. They have a chip, right? Tom Brady, perfect example. I think he was the worst physical specimen at the, at the camp. Drafted very, 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 very late. Going to go down as the best quarterback ever. He's pissed off because of all the quarterbacks that were taken before him. And he's used that chip over the years to fuel him. And we see these athletes do the same thing. And eventually they get that payoff. Maybe their upside isn't as great as the super athlete that has the hard work ethic, right? Those are your, your super traders if, you, if we take it back to trading. But these athletes have very good careers. You can have a very solid trading career. And that's, and that's how I think I am. I am that athlete. Well, that trader. I was a little bit of a better athlete, um, injury prone. But I am that trader. I was okay. It took me a while to form that base. But even when I was losing and struggling, right, my work ethic was there. Again, I worked 18 hours a day, 18 hours a day on my craft with no payoff, right? Just seemed like I was going nowhere. But as soon as my skill level started to reach a certain level, right, as soon as I got on track and started, instead of just doing things, doing the right things and doing the right things the right way, as soon as I kind of shifted that, because in the beginning, I was just doing stuff. 18 hours a day doing stuff, but not the right stuff. So I never, I never went anywhere. Once I was told and taught what the right stuff was, and I built those good habits and started doing things the right way, and then I matched that 18-hour-a-day work ethic with that new skill set, that's when I started seeing improvements. Because now I was working my behind off while doing the right things the right way, and I started to see success. Will I ever reach the level of super trader that just gets it, that also has that work ethic? Probably not. But I've had a very good trading career. I'm going to continue to have a very good trading career. Maybe I won't be that top 1%, and that's okay. But as long as I'm in that top 10% of successful traders consistently profitable traders, that's fine because I've been able to provide a life for myself, a life for my family, and I've been able to give back and help all of you guys out as well. And that's a win for me.